गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री भक्ति रसामृत सिंधु की जाए गोस्वामी प्रभुपाद की जाए और भक्त वृंद की जाए बहुत प्रेम आनंदे सो कंटिन्यूइंग आवर डिस्कशन ऑफ रघुनाथ भक्ति फ्रॉम द कोर टेक्स्ट भक्ति रसामृत सिंधु कंपोज्ड बाय रूप गोस्वामी दिस इज द ग्रेटेस्ट कंट्रीब्यूशन टू द वर्ल्ड इन टर्म्स ऑफ a treatise on the nature of bhakti and here that bhakti is uttam bhakti the supreme manifestation of bhakti and we're talking about in the context of that ragnuga bhakti ragatmika bhakti actually which um is the pinnacle of uttam bhakti and within that kamrupa ragatmika bhakti which is the pinnacle of 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 kamanuga of, of kamarupa bhakti so we concluded our last um uh, discussion with um the point that raga rag rupa um, kamarupa bhakti is characterized by this mental absorption and we see that in others uh mental absorption the power of that has been stressed at the same time the power of mental absorption in krishna and the fruits the results that it will bring are not always raganuga bhakti if the absorption itself is not such so we found amongst five types of absorption mental absorption that uh sambandha and and calm absorption on the basis of a relationship with krishna and absorption on the basis of calm or just uh, uh romantic desire really is what it uh, means here these two are examples of ragatmika bhakti which has been described as two two types sambandha rup and kamarup and so sorting out the other persons who nard mentioned in the 7th canto has been cited here discussion with yudhisthira other persons who also exhibited mental absorption kamsa to fear um the uh sishupal these two in particular out of enmity um nard himself out of vaidhi bhakti um vaidhi bhakti is bhakti but doesn't bring the same kind of absorption that even non bhakti in the form of absorption through enmity or hatred can bring about nonetheless the that doesn't mean that uh, one should give up vaidhi bhakti and try to hate krishna or uh, preoccupied in fear of him that has an extraordinary result and we learned that the result is that one can attain brahman hmm? interesting point of course was that by thinking out of by one's mind being absorbed naturally in enmity uh, with the thoughts of krishna one can attain brahman but even if one could have one's mind absorbed in thoughts of brahman which is pretty difficult because there's nothing to think about there um one would not attain krishna so brahman is subordinate to krishna and absorption of the mind in krishna brings one to krishna um in enmity that is uh, can possibly bring one to krishna in the form of entering into brahman hmm? or there are also some kind of um sarupya mukti hmm, that one can attain and we see this in the example of sushupal so you it's easy in a sense but could take a while to get that envious and uh, such that you take birth in krishna leela and be killed by him but it uh, the point has been made here as they say to distinguish these types of mental absorption from ragatmika bhakti and at the same time to um give a perspective on 
uh, Brahman realization in uh, in comparison to uh, God realization and uh, the result of bhakti. So that's a theme, of course, that keeps coming up throughout the text. So having um, explained that, Rupa Goswami now turns to ta, tatra kamarupa. So now he's going to define kamarupa. He's defined ragatmika, bhakti, which is a kind of natural, intrinsic absorption, or, uh, uh, or uh, I should say, uh, thirst, desire, for the object of one's love that causes an absorption in the object of love that causes thirst that causes absorption so the cause and the and the result are very um, much connected with one another um, so he's defined ragatmika bhakti and he said it shines brightly in the inhabitants of uh, Vrindavan in their example that means there may be shades of it elsewhere, but this is the prime example. This is the example he wants to showcase. So having done that, and again, having put us on the scriptural map, as I've explained by way of referring to the Bhagavatam, finding the terms Sambandha and Kam with regard to absorption, using that as a reference to say that um, what I'm talking about, Rupa Goswami, that is, is, is um, does have its... Um, basis in the Shastra, but it's not so easy to find out, to detect. Nana Shastra Vichari Naikanipuno Saddharma Samstapuko Lokanam Hittakarno Tribhuvane Manyo Sharanyakaro. This is what Srinivasachari has written, one of his lines, one of his verses in his Astakam, Sadgosami Astakam. It's very deeply insightful what he said there. How they studied scrutinizingly all the revealed scriptures hmm, with compassion for the world in, in mind and drew out what is bhakti. Hmm. It's said that, that the Bhagavatam was the final work of Vyas and it emphasized in no uncertain terms bhakti. Hmm. Um, see how obscure it is nonetheless that um, what it really is about, bhakti and so forth, it's hard to sort out. But when you have bhaktas like these kamatmikas, these ragatmikas, like Rup, Sanatan, who come in their sadaka dehas, along with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes, Krishna himself comes as a kamanuga bhakta, pursuing kamatmika, ragatmika bhakti, kamarupa, ragatmika bhakti. Then... What, what, Vyasa Veti Naveti, even Vyasa wrote it, maybe he wrote it in Samadhi, Samadhi Nanushmrata, Bhicheshtitam, Nard said. No wonder you're unsatisfied, dissatisfied after compiling all this literature. You haven't given really direct emphasis to bhakti. Hmm. So enter into Samadhi, come out and do that. He went into Samadhi, came out, this is called the Samadhi Bhasha, the Bhagavatam. But as you can imagine, speaking in, in the language of Samadhi, it might be misunderstood and Vyasa himself says, well, maybe there's some mistakes, grammatical mistakes, please overlook that with regard to the urgency of the message. Hmm? What is that verse? Yatad visargo janataga viplabo yasmin pratislokam abadabhatipi amani nantasya yashon kitani achinvanti gayanti gananti sadhava. It's very passionate. Nard has spoken it too. It's part of how he implored Vyas to to do this work of the Bhagavatam, bring this out in your your maturity and so forth. What is the power of such descriptions of bhakti that just one sloka about this can change the course of one's life entirely Hmm? Uh, in such a powerful way? That's really what we're talking about when we talk about Raghunika Bhakti, the power of this as a a path is is extraordinary. We, we, we'll, we'll get to that more as we we go forward. But but here we find Rupa Goswami is this is all based on the Bhagavatam. He's telling us what's in the Bhagavatam. What it's saying. Shijiva's done the same thing in his Satsandarva. Shri Sanatana Prabhu also in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita and so forth. These are 
their seminal works, and of course they have other works, their Lila Grantas and so on and so forth, but uh, it's all based on the Bhagavatam. What, what they have drawn from the, from the text, they're players in the Lila that Vyasa is witnessing in his samadhi and writing about. Hmm? They are ragatmikas. Uh, so therefore, Vyasa veti naveti va. Vyasa may know what he said, may not know what he's, the implications of it. Hmm? It flowed out of him in madness. And so they're coming to make sure we know. Hmm? In, 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 in doing so, in following in the wake of the madness of Krishna in pursuit of the experience of this Raghatmika Bhakti. Hmm? This is ex- very extraordinary. This book is arising out of that. And so, um, very um, uh, succinctly, very clearly, they bring out the essence of the Bhagavatam. Um, as I said, uh, it's been around for a long time, but people could not get out of it what the Goswamis brought out of it, what, what they showed there. Hmm? What's hinted at there, hmm? what's talked about even in indirect language, which is the language of love, Parokshavabo, Krishna says, I like that kind of language. Hmm. They're kind of like bringing it out very straightforwardly in their in their philosophical, theological treaties, such as this Bhaktivarasamrita Sin. So he says, anyway, now, Tatra Kamarupa. Let us define Kamarupa. We said there are two kinds, Kamarupa and Samandarupa, two kinds of Ragatmika Bhakti. We've shown that this is not something they're making. I'm making up. Rupa says it's, it's there in the Bhagavatam, hmm? and um, and other places as well. So now let me define Kam Kamarupa. So he does that um, over about four verses, five verses. We'll discuss the, the section tonight. He says Sakamarupa Sambhogatrishnan. Ya nyayati svatam yad asyam krishna sokyartam eva kevala mudyama yam tu raja devishu suprasiddha virajate asam prema vishesho yam praptakam api madhurim tat tat krida nidanat pat kam iti uchite budai tata cha tantre premaiva gupa ramanam kama iti agamat Pratam iti udavadyopi etam banchati bhagavat priya kama prayarati kintu kubjayam eva sammata. This is the definition of Raghunuga Bhakti, or excuse me, Kamarupa Bhakti. He defines Kamarupa Bhakti, he explains it. He cites a reference to the Tantra, hmm, supporting his explanation. He gives an example from the Bhagavatam of Uddhava's marveling at the Kamarupa Bhakti. hmm, And then he, by contrast, speaks briefly about the uh, what might be thought to be Kamarupa of Kubja in the Torah, but is not. Hmm? So we'll go over it all hmm, here. Sakamarupa Sambhoga Trishnam. He says, the, the, the definition of Kamarupa kama, kama is that it is full absorption hmm, in one's beloved hmm, that gives rise to in an intrinsic natural thirst for romantic love within one's soul, within one's atma. The word samboga trishnam is used here, a taste for samboga. It's a sexual term, really. Um, it, it, it applies the full... Um, expression of romantic love. And then he says that 
That's why it's called Kamarupa. Yad Asyam Krishna Sokyam, excuse me, Yad Asya Krishna, Yad Asyam Krishna Sokyartam Eva Kevalam Udyama. And furthermore, though it's called Kama because of this, but it's called Bhakti. It's called Kamarup, the form of Kam, but it's called Bhakti for another reason, and this is very extraordinary. What is the other reason? Because although it is the very form of this thirst for sexual union with the object of one's absorption, hmm, within it, and while that's the outer form, hmm, within the consciousness and the mind in Kamanuga is such that it has absolutely no desire for self-enjoyment. Now, you, you have to understand this contrast because it's very difficult to imagine entering into a sexual union with no desire to satisfy oneself. <laughs> really, that's what it's all about. Hmm? Even if you... It's sometimes in, 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 in that type of um, union, you seek to give pleasure to the other, it's because you drive some, some pleasure from that. Hmm? And it gives rise to your own self-pleasure. So it's a very self-pleasuring affair. Hmm? That's why people are attracted to it. It's what makes the world go round. Hmm? That's why it's emphasized like this is so entangling, this sexual attraction, hmm? because it's so much about self-pleasure and it pleasures the, the self, materially speaking, in practically all of the, all of the uh, sensual... Um, Instruments can be um, employed in it, consumed in it. The eyes, the ears, the, the, the tactile sense, the taste, and so on and so forth. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very... Um, set, that's why calm, which means desire, is often used as a word to refer to sexual union. Hmm? Cupid is called Kamadev. Hmm? The, the god of, uh, of, um, of, of romantic love caused people to, to fall in love as if it was hard. Um, uh, that's why Cupid's really in, in, invisible. <laughs> of course, it said that Shiva burned him to death, burned him to ashes when he tried to agitate him in his meditation, but then he became Ananga. Ananga means without anga, without without arms, without limbs, without a body. So he became more dangerous. Then you can't see him, but he's there, hmm? and he's in the heart of really material conditioning. Is the idea, and he's the god of this world. It hmm? makes things go round and keeps the thing, perpetuates it, and so on and so forth. Hmm? So this is very strong in many statements in the Bhagavad Gita. Prahlad has spoken strongly about it. The power, the attraction and detachment that comes from the, the, the uh, attraction between the sexes and the sexual union is very difficult to overcome. I mean, in a, even in a pious um, context where there is marriage, union, in that context, and it has more meaning than just an, 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 a chance encounter a no-strings-attached uh, um, encounter. Well, there are children, and, and then there's the, the attachment is transferred to them, and so on and so forth. It's very, very entangling. So, therefore, we find yoga sadhana, jnana marg, you have to be celibate to practice. This is according to the Gita. It's according to the Yoga Sutra. It is one of the niyama, niyamas, niyamas, right? Celibacy uh, for... Uh, in Yoga Sutra for Astanga Yoga. Mm. Because, gosh, I mean, it's just going in the opposite direction to the extremes uh, of, a, of the pursuit of transcendental life. Therefore, it's said, 
it's described that there are, for the celibates in spiritual practice, there are planets that they can go to from there, where everybody's celibate, and and from there they you know they progress onward and upward and don't go backwards. Whereas in the short of that, you go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. When you're in pursuit of acquisition and so forth, hmm? um, so that that's the pravritti marg, the path of acquisition, the nivritti marg, going in the opposite direction, renunciation. So the, at the core there is this sexual attraction. So it's very much about um, the self, my self, self, self pleasure. This is it's centered on this. So how in the hell can you <laughs> can you be that's the idea absorbed and in form it means in action be engaged in the activities of uh, romantic and sexual union and have no desire to enjoy for yourself this is some very extraordinary kind of yoga. Hmm? This is the point that's being made in one sense. This, whatever it is, is a very powerful path to follow. Hmm? Because in the context of it, we find the ideals hmm, that in a surrounding which has to promote in, in, in by its very nature, is the pursuance of self-enjoyment. There is no self-enjoyment whatsoever. Hmm? So this is very mind-boggling. We try to tell it to a yogi or or jnani or a vaidhi bhakta, for that matter. Hmm? It's a very, very um, extraordinary idea. Hmm? And this we find in the gopis. He says that this very famous Kamrupa Bhakti appears with brilliance in the Braj Sundaris. He said it earlier, this Raghatmika shines brilliantly in the Brajabhasis. So he said this Kamanuga, within the context of the Brajabhasis, it shines brilliantly in these gopis and only in them. Hmm? He says, what it, they have a particular kind of frame that is called Kam. Hmm? Because of its outward Actions which look like calm. So we call a thing what it, what it looks like on the outside. It has that appearance, but it has absolutely nothing to do with that. I've said before that love has the tendency to share itself and at the same time to hide itself. We want to share our love, but then we realize not everybody has the eligibility to, to appreciate it. So, you know, that guy Tom Cruise fell in love with a young girl years ago who had Tom Cruise as her idol. I don't know her name. Um, Katie Holmes. Holmes. And and it happened, you know, that Tom Cruise fell in love with her. And I was told that on the Oprah show, which used to be a show, that she was interviewing him and he jumped up on top of the couch at one point, like on the back of the couch or something. I love her, he said, you know. And so love wants to share itself, but everybody in the audience was pretty embarrassed for him. Like, that's embarrassing. You don't do that in public. Uh, Keep that, you know, under wraps a little bit. They didn't have the eligibility to enter into it, to appreciate it. It's It's an exclusiveness. It's a private affair and so forth. So it is... With bhakti, love of Krishna, you want to share it, and we make our effort, but then we realize everybody can't appreciate it, and so you know we have to talk about the difference between the body and the soul, and somewhere on a lower level or or something like that. And uh, within the Bhagavatam, even it's hiding itself, even while the book is is talking about it. Hmm? All the language is indirect, and uh, uh, people can read it and not understand it. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's book's all about it. And he wrote, what can I do? I need to share this with people, but everybody's not eligible to take advantage of it. So I'm going to write it in such a way that certain people can understand it and other people can't. Hmm? Unless those people get eligibility through Sadhu Sangha and so on and so forth. 
Therefore, it's said in Bhagavatam, Nasta Prayeshu, Abhadreshu, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Bhagavata Yutama Shloki, Bhakti Bhavati Nastiki. You have to pay very close attention to understand the Bhagavatam. Hmm? This is what it's talking about. Hmm? Very, therefore, Nasta Prayeshu, Nityam Bhagavata, regularly hearing the Bhagavatam. From sadhus, it means regularly. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself was daily hearing the Bhagavatam from Gadadhar Pandit. Gadadhar Pandit and Navadweep would recite the Bhagavatam in the morning. Gadadhar Pandit accompanied him to Puri and at uh, Totagopinath, there he would recite the Bhagavatam from Mahaprabhu. Daily he would come to Bhagavatam recitation. Nittim Bhagavatam Seva. He set this kind of example. We have to pay very close attention to to understand what's going on in that that text. Hmm? And of course, it the that reaches its its pinnacle, its zenith, in the life of the gopis in the Rasa Panchajaya, which is the center of the whole Bhagavatam. The tenth canto is the center, and the Rasa Leela, the five chapters, that's the high point of that. Later here, you go on to the mature Leela, the Dwarka Leela, it's all reflecting back as he cites here Uddhava. This is an example of the mature Leela, the Dwarka Leela, reflecting back for us on what is Raspanchaja, what's going on in those five chapters, what's that all about. This is, of course, the Kamarupa Bhakti that he's speaking about here. And Shijiva, in his commentary, cites a famous verse from that Raspanchaja, the hmm? 31st chapter. 19th verse that exemplifies this Mahabhav, Adiruddha Mahabhav of the of the Gopis and uh, their 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 madness in 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 these two contrasting physical activity and the mental activity does not correspond with the physical activity. How can that be? The, the physical activity has to correspond with the mental activity. Their physical activity and their mental activity are diametrically opposed in a, in, in a sense, at least by appearance. Hmm? Their, 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 their activity looks like for their own selfishness. I mean, they run in the night to meet Krishna and they, they leave their kids behind or their, their family duties. They risk their reputation, the reputation of their village, and all looks very selfish. Hmm? But we look within carefully. We, 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 we can, we, with the help of the acharyas, we can detect they were only moving for the pleasure of Krishna. It's very extraordinary. So the verse he cites, as I say, it's a famous verse. The gopis pray. They say, Oh, dearly beloved one, Krishna, your lotus feet are so soft that we place them gently on our breasts, fearing that your feet will be hurt. Hmm? So this is part of their conversation in the uh, trist of, uh, of, the, of the Rasalila. You know, they see him, he's a cowherd, so he's walking on the forest, and they're identified with him so much so that, they, that, that when the, they're thinking the stones and twigs are... Of pinching his feet and they're feeling pain in that hmm? they would like to take his feet and put his feet on their breasts now typically the soles of a cowherd's feet will be very rough compared to a milkmaiden's breast hmm? the breast is is the softest part of the woman's body hmm? and the feet are the hardest you know this is barefoot cow, cow herding is barefoot uh, hardest part of the body with calluses and and uh, and not clean and so on and so forth. But of course, Krishna's feet are compared to a lotus, which is very soft and beautiful. Hmm? They know the softness of their of his feet. They would like to put his feet on their breasts to, but uh, and and that's amorous and. Uh, uh, um, would appear to be one thing. Um, but uh, why? Because they're thinking his feet are perhaps sore from cow herding. At the same time, as they start to think like this, they think, but actually our breasts are very hard 
and firm, which is a characteristic of romantic, uh, uh, st- stimulated romantic life. Our breasts are firm, and so they'll be hard. So we gently want to place them on our breasts to relieve him of the pain of walking in the forest, but but our breasts are hard, and so we want to be very careful about that. And then <laughs> the commentators, the extensive commentaries on this earth, they say, that moment they pray to Brahma, oh, Brahma, make our breasts soft. But that'll be a problem because he likes our breasts firm. <laughs> and so what are we to do? Our lives are ruined. We are in a no-win situation. Hmm? And they're making statements like this to Krishna. And Krishna says to them, well, if you're in a no-win situation, if you're really suffering, your situation is bad as it is, if you're really suffering, then you would die from your suffering. Hmm? You wouldn't be able to live. So they say, our life rests only in you. The implications of this that Acharyas have brought out this statement is, 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 is what? Yes, it's true. We should die from this. And we would die. But that will cause you pain. And so we don't die. We're suffering. And we're going to continue to suffer and burn in this tormented situation. And see how like bizarre it is. They're thinking how, how like intense, bewildered... The Acharyas say, this is Mahabhav. This is madness. Hmm? And, and, the, and, and so everything Krishna says, the challenges, they come back and, all, and, and through all the commentaries, the implications of this verse are brought out and it shows the extremity of their selflessness. And that in the context of this very romantic situation in the middle of the forest, it's the full moon, harvest moon, everything's set up for the, the consummation of their relationship with him and, and they're only, they have no self-interest whatsoever. How, how is it possible? It's maddening. Rupa Goswami turns to the tantra and he says, Hey, Pemaiva Gopa Ramanam Kamiti Agamat Pratam Tatacha Tantre He says, it's said in the tantra, what? The Kamarupa of the gopis has become famous simply as praying. So in some tantra, like Gotamiya Tantra, he doesn't say which one, but I think it must be Gotamiya Tantra. This is the tantra, the left side, but it, it, there's all the um, all our mantras come from there, all our procedures for worship and so forth, and the emphasis on the, uh, the Shakti, hmm? uh, all comes from there. So in the tantra, the, this Kama of the Gopis has been called Prem. So there's a reference to it, he says. I cite it for you. It looks, it, we call it calm because it looks like calm. But you can't judge a book by looking at the cover. So look inside, deep inside the Bhagavatam. And, and how? Through the eyes, through the pen of the Acharyas. And who are these Acharyas we're talking about? Shijiva Goswami. Shri Sanatana Goswami, Shri Vishwana Chakvatitaka, who are living in the Leela, who are players in the Leela themselves, who are themselves Ragatmikas. And they're writing about it and bringing out these things that Vyas gave rise, gave, was, was given rise to in his heart, in his samadhi, to say, but whether he understood it all or not, Vyasa Vetina Vetiva, he said, he may, he may not. But Rupa Goswami knows, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. Something like that. Hmm. So he says then, Iti Udabadyopi etam vanchati bhagavat priya. He goes to the Bhagavatam. He says what? And because it is a form of exalted prem and not calm, persons like Uddhava, so dear to the Lord, desire that aspect of it. They desire that prem of it. So Uddhava, of course, is Krishna's dear most friend. It said that, that Uddhava is more dear. Uddhava was more dear to me. What is that verse? Uddhava is more dear to me than Brahma, Shiva, Lakshmi. Hmm? Um, Sankarshan, Ram. Hmm? Even myself. Such is the position of Uddhava. 
the meeting of Uddhava and Krishna in Mathura is very touching, as brought out by Shijiva and Gopal Champu. Very touching their meeting there, and how how and they look alike, so they they think alike in so many ways. Uh, and and Uddhava, of course, is very learned Shastravit. Uh, he was a Chatriya, a friend. Uh, he had friendly and service servitude in his constitution. And he was Krishna's counselor and advisor. Hmm? Followed him, of course, to Dwaraka. And um, and so Krishna, as a prince, would ask, what shall I do? And, well, Shastra says this, Uddhava would give the advice and so forth. And it was this person, Uddhava, then, who was sent by Krishna back to Vrindavan to bring a message to the inhabitants and to the gopis in particular. Hmm? And obviously... Sugadeva is speaking in the Bhagavatam. It's, it has many speakings, of, but he, he spoke like this. He, he did this with Uddhava. And this is he 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 he, he selected Uddhava, so to speak. He he, you know, he. I mean, it's the Leela, but <laughs> he he uh, artfully presented it. And what Uddhava went Uddhava because Uddhava he cannot be in the calm. He's Krishna's advisor in Dwarka, and he's. He knows the Shastra, he's very learned, hmm? very pukka, uh person. And there he went, and there he delivered the message to the gopis, and he witnessed their response, which he just could not really understand. It was He said, Shruti, this is beyond the Shruti, I know the Shruti, I know the Smriti, I know all the Shastra, and this is beyond it. It's maybe hinted about there, but here it is. I'm seeing this. This is very extraordinary. What is their love? He witnessed that. Hmm? And so then he he so much wanted to respect them. He wanted to just lay out and pay dandavat pranams to the gopis. Now you have to understand the contrast here. Uddhava is a chatriya from Mathura, and, 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 and he's in the Dwarkalila. He's Krishna's, um, like... Counselor, he's, he's royalty, really. He's in the royal entourage of Krishna. So he, just as a chatriya, a chatriya is not going to bow down to any woman in the Vedic society. Not that they don't respect the women, but it wasn't that wasn't the way in which respect was shown to women. Hmm? To offer pranams, what to speak of dandavat pranams, what to speak of. Dandavat pranams to coward villagers, who women who go, go uh, milkmaidens who are uneducated, um, village people. Hmm? It's a very very sophisticated person, and a chatriya, and here he is in Vrindavan, hmm? and he realizes they have a prame that an intensity in prame that I would like to ex- experience. It's beyond my experience. And I want to pay my dandavat pranams to them, but he can't do that. So he begins to sing. Hmm? He sings three, four, five verses, and and in in essence, he offers his pranam, his dandavat pranams, in these verses, in a way that immortalizes what would have been a one-time event, that, and that we can read about, and relish, and and draw these things from. Hmm? So in a very powerful way, he subordinated himself uh, to, to the gopis and uh, glorified their love and said that, that, that well, we read his verse here, he says, uh, among all the persons on earth, these coward women alone have actually perfected their embodied lives, for they have achieved the perfection of unalloyed love for Lord Govinda. Their pure love is hankered after by those who fear material existence, by great sages... And by ourself means by me as well. For one who has tasted the narrations of the infinite Lord, what is the use of taking birth as a high-class Brahman or even as Brahma himself? The main point here is that Uddhava says, I wish like, I wish that I could taste that. Hmm? So you see how the, the material Leela here is reflecting back on this uh Lila and the Rasalila in the context of that. This isn't Rasalila, of course, it's after the Rasalila, but but um, actually he's meeting at that this time 
with some of the gopis who couldn't make it to the Rasalila. Hmm? Those Raganuga who were following the Ragatmikas, who's who's had some perfection to develop, so we talked about them to some extent. Hmm? And uh, and they didn't die that night because they had died. Imagine if they it says they left their bodies. They couldn't have died. It would have ruined the whole Rasa dance. If Krishna's heard heard some of the gopis were trying to come and they died. Oh shoot, party's off. You know, <laughs> we can't go on with that. That's horrible. Yeah. So they didn't die, but any that they were their forms were fully perfected by the separation of not being able to go at that moment. And then later on, of course, when Uddhava was speaking to the gopis, it's, it's brought out by the acharyas that, uh, through some of the verses that, that he's speaking with some of these gopis who now had had perfected themselves and so on and so forth. So, at any rate, he's glorifying them and says he would like to taste that. He, he, so he's pointing this out. Of all people, Uddhava has been chosen. We find Brahma and the Brahma Mohan Leela in his prayers has say some says some extraordinary things also about these Brajbasis. He speaks about Sambandhanu. He speaks about Vatsali. He speaks about uh, Sakirasa. Hmm? Dasaras Brahma glorifies. He's a Sambandhanuga. Hmm? He glorifies that in his, in his prayers, the 14th chapter, the end of the Brahma Mohan Leela. What kind of people are they? Aho bhagyam, aho bhagyam, nanda gopar bhajokasam. He can't fathom it. And Uddhava can't fathom it. These are big, 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 wise, wise people. Hmm? Uddhava is saying it here. Brahma himself would like to uh, prayed to become a, 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 a clump of dirt or a blade of grass in, 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 in Vrindavan. In Uddhava's verse here, he says he wants to be like them. Hmm? It means, it's a way of saying, this praying is the su- superlative. It's this kamatmika, kamarupa bhakti is, is the highest ideal. Hmm? Later, in the same prayers, not the one that's cited here, Uddhava says further, he says what that uh, that that again he says I would my desire is that I could become like a like a blade of grass in Vrindavan that these gopis might step on my head I might get the dust from their feet um, so of course the idea here is Jiva Goswami brings out that uh, that Uddhava is not praying to become a Kamarupa he has his own Staibhav. He just sees the intensity of their love and he would like to have that in the context of his own love and he just wants to say unequivocally that their love is the most worshipable ideal. They are the most most perfect among among the perfect and he's one of the perfect. Hmm? Um, beca- because if he was desiring to become like that, this would, uh, Jiva Goswami makes the point, then it would appear that everybody must become a Kamarupa or, or Kamanuga. Hmm? And there would be no other Stayibhavs in the spiritual world, but then there would be no variety. Hmm? So it's not everybody's destiny hmm? to become a gopi. Some will become Sakas, and so some Bandhanuga is going to be talked about next. That's the next section, and so forth. So Jiva Goswami makes that point. And if you look carefully at the language of Uddhava in both this verse and the other verse I cited, which I think is the last of his songs, he says, I want to become like a blade of grass. It's a way of speaking, just to emphasize the point. And when he says, I want to become a blade of grass, his idea is these gopis are wandering down the path on a, for, to make have a tryst with Krishna in the night, a rendezvous with Krishna. And if I could be born as a blade of grass there, then they're not going to give me the dust of their feet. I'm a chatriya. I'm, I'm a noble person. I'm a, I'm a wise person, the way some people think. I'm Krishna's assistant. They think of me like that. They worship me, and I'm trying to worship them. It's, it's not working. They're not going to allow that. Mm-hmm. But if I could catch them in a moment of their madness, he's, th- he's very wise, when they come back from the rasa dance, which goes on every night, forever, and eternity, they'll be so mad that they won't look where they're going and they'll step on my head. I'll be a creeper and I'll just creep out onto the pathway. They'll step and I'll get the dust of their feet. 
somehow or other, he said, I, I would like to get the dust of the gopi's feet. I think th- th- this is what he wants to say. This is the most valuable uh, commodity that you could have. The dust from their feet on the crown of your head. Hmm? <laughs> so, Rupa Goswami making nice points here. He said, I'm not making this up. I'm, in no uncertain terms, look what the Bhagavatam is saying here. Uddhava went to give a message of Gyan and their response bewildered him. They drew out of his response, even they drew, they spoke, they responded three times according to Gopal Champu. They rejected the Gyan and they listened to it again and said, well, maybe he's saying this, maybe he's saying this, and they draw out the secret within the message that Krishna gave Uddhava, but that Uddhava didn't even understand. That's how confidential it is. He gave the message to Uddhava, wrote it out, tell this to the gopis. He said, okay, I'll tell him that. Hmm? And when he was speaking it, the gopis said, oh, he couldn't have said that. No way. We reject that. Well, then maybe he meant this. And Uddhava's starting to listen now. No, he couldn't have meant that. Then a third time, and Uddhava goes, yeah, yeah, that's what he meant. Ah, as he passes out. He couldn't even understand the message. So Jiva Goswami, Jiva Goswami here in his commentary following up, making a very nice point from the Bhagavatam to emphasize their point. Mm-hmm. This Kamanuga Bhakti, this is, this is supreme. This is the full face of praying. Mm-hmm. We'll go to some Mananuga, and of course that's required for this to take place. There has to be a hero and a heroine and, a, and there has to be supporting roles and so on and so forth. So it's all, it all works together. It's all, the whole act, just like the material is all touched by sex desire. Shiramarsh told me this personally. He said, so the Golok Brajli is all touched by, by Madhurya, by, by this conjugal love. It's all touched by that. It's all, that's the central theme. That's, that's what, it's a love story. It's a, it's a chick flick, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> but then there's supporting roles and, uh, and they're all important too. <laughs> so, so. Then he goes, what? He says, then he turns to give, by contrast, he says, Kam He says, but the wise agree that the attraction to Krishna seen in Kubja is essentially due to calm only. Hmm? So he wants to contrast Krishna's relationship with Kubja with that of the gopis in order to bring out further what is Kamrupa. The story of Kubja, of course, um, takes place in Mathura. Krishna goes from Vrindavan to Mathura and he's going through the city with Balaram and uh, um, checking the place out and there's they're, they're going to the wrestling match which is the next day and they're they're um, they're kind of asserting themselves in Mathura they meet the flower um, uh, garland maker the tailor uh, they get the clothes they, they put on they got garlands now they, they're, they're just country boys you know cowherds they come they get the flower garland they get the, the tailor's clothes were the clothes for the king for, he's making clothes for Kam so they take them for themselves and put them on hmm? <laughs> uh, they, and, and so on they meet Kubja Kubja's a very beautiful girl her face is very beautiful but she's deformed she has a hunched back so she's bent at the waist hmm? she's bent at the chest she's bent at the neck Shikara I mean, she, she's called uh, uh, so bent in three places, not like Krishna, but <laughs> and, and and so and, and what she does is she makes scented oils for the king, hmm? and so Kubja meets her, or Krishna meets her, and he and she says she's attracted by Krishna and Balaram. She sees them. She says, "You take these oils, these scented oils. You take them. They're meant for you. I desire only to give them to you." Not to the king. Hmm? So Krishna takes the oils and and they and Balaram they decorate themselves with it. Then Krishna comes forward, steps on her feet, grabs her cheeks, and pulls her up and straightens her out. Hmm. And she's a very beautiful uh, maiden, and and she's romantically attracted to Krishna. 
the Supreme Personality of Godhead. She's romantically attracted to him and says, I, I want to have union with you. Hmm? And Krishna says, he's a little embarrassed because he's got his buddies around and Balaram says, you know, I'll meet you later on. I don't think you can say that here, but some gestures and signs are made and so forth. And, and so there's a meeting between Kubja and uh, Krishna. But she had, in, in contrast to the gopis, a desire to personally enjoy with him. Now, of course, it's a spiritual desire. It's called sadharani. Sadharani, their love, the gopis' love, is called samartha. Samartha is a love because it is so selfless. Hmm? It completely captures Krishna. The more you give up your own interest, and I'm interested only in you, the more I capture you. They have absolutely no self-interest, so they, Krishna is completely captured, captivated, bought and sold, so to speak, by the gopi's love. It's very, it's, it means competent, competent to subjugate entirely the object of love. This is the gopi's love. Samartarati. Hmm? This is given in Ujbal Nilmani, it's explained. Kubja's love... In, in the gopis' love, self-desire and the desire to please Krishna unify. In other words, their self-desire becomes only the desire to serve Krishna. And they are the very form of that, hmm? personified. Hmm? Prem in the full sense. Hmm? In Kubja's situation, you find the uh, other end of the spectrum, spiritual spectrum, hmm? There is an over-desire to enjoy romantically with, with Krishna. Hmm? But he's God, and so it's not mundane, hmm? but there's personal self-interest. That's called sadharani, it means ordinary. And she's called kamprai, it means kind of like calm. Hmm? It's more like calm in, a, in, in, in its essence than then the gopis, Samartha. You have in the other side of the equation, you have in between, you have the queens of Dwarka, Samanjasa. So they basically want to satisfy Krishna, but they have some self-interest as well. Hmm? Just like the classic example would be Rukmini. Rukmini wanted to have romantic union with Krishna, but not if it was against the Vedas. So Sisupal was gearing up to marry her, Rukmi, her brother, made the arrangement and she was mortified by the idea. There she was in her palace and uh, what could she do? She gave a Brahmin a letter and said, get this to Krishna, tell him to come and kidnap me. That's a type of Vedic marriage that's allowed. What's it called? Hmm? Raksha? Okay. So anyway, it's like, it's like, okay, she was kidnapped during the, and, 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 and married, so it's, there's, it's licensed still. Hmm? But the gopis' love is called totally unlicensed, of course. They weren't supposed to do that. It's against the Veda. Hmm? Um, it's parakya, and so forth. They didn't give a hoot for that. They didn't care about that. They had no, no, no sense of self. Hmm? They think, what's going to happen to you? They're just... I'm, a, I'm just Krishna's pleasure. That's what I am. For it doesn't matter what happens to me. I, there's, there's no consideration of me here. Do you understand? Hmm? You, say, you say to the gopis, what's going to happen to you? They're, you don't understand. I am a unit of pleasuring Krishna, satisfying Krishna. That's all I am. I have no concern what's going to happen to me. That's, this, 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 no, <laughs> there's no self-identification like that. Rukmini, on the other hand, had spiritual self-identification. Hmm? She wanted to fit within the Vedic law. Hmm? And, and so she sent the, the Brahman, and, and the Brahman went to Krishna, and Krishna kidnapped her, and so it was okay. But she, she could not fathom just running away to meet Krishna, even if she hadn't been married. Hmm? It had to be arranged, and so on. So, so, so she has some sense of self. This is a spiritual sense of self. Hmm? And so she's the principal queen. So all the queens have some sense of self. Hmm? Um, and Kubja has more of a sense of self. She, Kubja is ex an expan considered to be an expansion of, of, of Satyabhama, Bhushakti, Budevi, and Prithibi. So she's identified with the earth. Hmm? And the symbolism here, the, 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 the metaphor 
allegory of it, the allegory of it, of the Kubja, of course, is that she's a hunchback, she's bent over, and she makes sense for the king. And the king is Kamsa, and he is sinful, hmm? and even against Bhakti and so forth. And so, and she is the earth. And when the earth is burdened by um, impiety and so forth, then it becomes, well, this is the sign of burden. She becomes a hunchback. Hmm? Yeah. And, of course, earth is the source of sense. So Kubja is a, has got sandalwood and she makes the scented oils and so forth. And she sees Krishna and the earth wants to give her sense to, to Krishna. She, she does... She's relieved of her burden, and of course the way is paved that much more for Krishna to go to the match and defeat Kamsa. Not only is he flowered, garlanded, and well-dressed, he's well-scented also hmm, to enter into the, to the uh, arena. So the contrast is made here to say that the, uh, she has personal desire. This is not Kamarupa. This is not what we're talking about. Hmm. It looks like calm, and it is calm, kind of. It's also spiritual, so it's, it's not selfish materially speaking. She doesn't have a material body, but she has... So there's material selfishness. We find in Brihat Bhagavatamrita, material selfishness ends at Prahlad. Prahlad means no material selfishness. All the gods and goddesses, of course, except for Lakshmi, they have some material desire. Therefore, when the Shringadev showed himself and killed Hranikasipu, they were all afraid to say anything. They were afraid to come forward. Because he is the, the Shringadev, the personified, the, the killer of Anarthas and material desire and the ugliness of it and so forth. Hmm? And they have some of that in them, so they're afraid to come forward and offer obeisances to him. Hmm? But he might just like rip out their material desire and, and they want it. <laughs> they don't want to give it up. Hmm? So, as much as we don't want to give up, as much as we're embarrassed to stand before our guru, to stand before the deity, and to sing openly with a loud voice and give our heart and so forth, we're still hanging on to something. Hmm? So, none of the gods could come forward. Perlad, just the boy, hmm? he he came forward, he could pacify the string, he had no desire, and the string attested it. Take something, I'm God. He holds his hand. I give blessings. I'm Bhagwan. That's what I do. All the gods know that. You're just a boy. Learn. Take a blessing. No, I don't want anything. No, I don't want anything. No, I don't want anything. Hmm? So he was showing this to the whole universe and all the gods. Just see, this is position. This guy can pacify me. This guy can make me purr like a kit, like a like a like a kitten. Hmm? He can calm me down. Hmm? This is my wrath. That you abuse yourself with material desire. Hmm? You suffer. I can't tolerate that. Hmm? So Prahlad is the beginning of the end of material selfishness. And then we go from there on Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which is the Bhagavatam on a ladder where the spiritual selfless, selflessness, selfishness becomes diminished more and more and more until we get to the, the Brajabhasis and the Gopis in particular and we're at Kamarupa. Bhakti. In this course, we get this, like Uddhava wanted it, by the madness of Krishna. He said, this is not something that you would give out if you were sane, like gopis wouldn't give the dust of their feet on his head. He says, it means that, to give this kind of bhakti. Hmm? Um, but if Krishna goes mad in pursuit of it himself, like the gopis are mad, running, and it might step on him. So in madness, this is given out. In madness, this is made available. Hmm? Rupa Goswami is taking that madness of Mahaprabhu and, and, and saying, let the world be benefited from this madness. Let me organize that madness. Let me write about that madness in such a way that, that people can understand what it is to take advantage of what it, what a debt we owe then to Rupa Goswami, who, as I said earlier, Srinivas said, they scrutinize these shastras in, such, in, a, in a way that's mind-boggling. Hmm? to bring out these conclusions and explain what is the madness of gopis, hmm? what is the madness of Mahaprabhu. So this ends Rupa Goswami's definition of Kamarupa. Next class you'll go to the definition of Samandarupa.
Ragnagurvakti, Ragatmika Bhakti. Any question? What's the time? Your question. Uh, I heard in my mind that um, to be able to hear these celebrated topics, you have to have an eligibility for it. And uh, if, if you don't, and, and you hear it, then you can, you can, your last desire can increase. I don't know if that's true. And if, if it's, what is the eligibility? What is the eligibility? It's said that if you, uh, the, the hearing about the gopis' love for Krishna, of course we're hearing about it pretty philosophically, although when we went to the Bhagavatam verse, it became a little intimate, didn't it? See, that's the Bhagavatam. That's very, very rasic. Hmm? Um, that it said you hear about that, then this is the cure for lust. This is the conclusion of that section uh, the Ras Panchajai Sukadev Purchit Marjas Sukadev. Wow, this is very extraordinary. Uh, he says, uh, and Sukadev responds that, um, what does he say? Idam. Udu Idam Javishnum. Shradhan Vitanu Shanayad Atabarnayat. Bhaktim Param Patilabdhikamam. Hidrogam Ashpapatinotia Chirena Chira. Hidrogam. The, the disease of the heart is calm. Bhakti will go into it by hearing about the, li- the wives of the Braj people, Braj men, the Braj Vadu, and their activities with Vishnu, if you want to say with God, with, with Krishna. They're, they're hearing about that, Bhakti will go in your heart and lust will go away and you'll be purified. So that's, that's, that's true. But it said, Shradhanvitanu one who hears it with faith, which implies from Guru Parampara, hmm, with faith in bhakti having been aroused, and so forth, that kind of person who hears, hmm, then as the Guru Parampara sees fit to speak about it to us, then that will cause it to go away. But we see that they're not necessarily the case with ordinary people hmm, who don't hear with faith through Guru Parampara. They may hear it and they may take it to be Something else. Hmm? Of course, in our uh, times, this story of the Rasa Leela would seem very tame hmm? um, in, in one sense compared to the, the amount that sexuality is talked about and, and uh, put on the televisions and the movies and, 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 and everywhere. It would, be, it would be tame by comparison. Um, so it, I don't want to say it's harder to take this to be a racy novel, Bhagavatam. Even if you just exerted the five chapters, um, I don't know. But you know, we've been invited to speak in San Jose, and the, there's a yoga studio there, and the Ramesh mentioned the possibility of my being in town. So the instructor looked me up on the internet and was very inspired and wanted me to talk about Aesthetic Vedanta, which is a book I've written that's all about this, so I don't know what his idea was about it. But, uh, so, without hearing from the right source, people could, you know, misunderstand it and and so forth. That's true. And it could, uh, Jiva Goswami makes a statement, if you hear these things and you become sexually aroused, then you shouldn't hear them. If you don't, then you have eligibility to go forward. That's, That's the way he put it. Hmm. something like that but um, then again I know in one one mission some ladies thought if they could hear these things from this one guy and be sexually aroused that they would have really understood it so, so it's really can get people can get pretty confused um, how he was talking about it is questionable obviously what kind of impressions you know you should have no scope for getting that kind of impression through the talk. And you can't blame the ladies entirely. Something in the talk led them to think about it like that. So that's this problem with the, with the speaker, obviously. Hmm. Um, later, that fellow's guru rejected him also. So, um, yeah, that's something about the eligibility. Does that help? Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any uh, significance? <clears throat> because we're talking about 
how Uddhava was sent by Krishna to the gopis to deliver the message, but ultimately to learn from them. Is there any significance? Because he also, before that, he accompanied Krishna when Krishna went back to see Kuja, as described in the Bhagavad Gita. Is there any of the Acharyas mentioned that maybe to, like, to show the comparison between the Kama Praya and the... There's no mention that I know of that with regard to Uddhava making any statement about Kubja. Anything else? Sri Rupa Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Esi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhakti Rakshak Siddhar Dev Goswami Maharaj Ki Jai. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvitaku Prabhupada Ki Jai. Bhakti Vinod Paribar Ki Jai. Sri Sri Dauji Gopal Ki Jai. Gaur Nitinanda Ki Jai. Sri Sri Gaur Radha Madhav Ki Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaur Premanande. Gaur.